You're listening to Nixa Talk, a show aimed at providing building blocks for best practice implementation to executives in the global asset management industry. More content for your on-the-go, easy listening can be found at nixa.org. The following interview was taped at the Nixa Strategic Leadership Forum in February 2020, prior to the formal declaration of the COVID-19 pandemic. Views and opinions expressed herein are a commentary on the general landscape of the asset management industry as of that date and do not reflect the market conditions experienced in March 2020 and beyond. The financial advisor landscape is changing rapidly. What are the trends that are most directly impacting FAs and how can asset managers adjust their own distribution strategies to best serve their clients? I'm Allison Lovett, host of Nixa Talk, and I'm at the Nixa Strategic Leadership Forum with Nate Dirkling, Senior Vice President and Divisional Sales Director at Invesco. Nate is a featured speaker here at the SLF on a panel of experts talking about the evolving FA practice. Also joining me today is Justine Phoenix, Nixa's VP of Distribution and Broker-Dealer Engagement. Uh, Justine works really closely with our Nixa committees, including the Product and Distribution Committee, SMAs, and Alternative Investments. And uh, in doing so, she's very in tune with the trends that are impacting our industry distribution strategies. So if you guys are familiar with our show, we'd like to bring together uh, industry experts to talk about um, those, those issues that are most deeply impacting the asset management industry executive. So I thank you both for allowing me to listen into our dialogue today and, and allowing our listeners to tap into the discussion today. So um, at this point, I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Justine, and you can lead us through our discussion today. Thank you, Allie. Thanks for letting us have a conversation today. And thank you, Nate, for a great presentation today on our panel. Um, I thought I'd start with a, a question that is, um, you know, we've had a lot of conversations today around technology. There's different issues that we talked about about, but one foundational issue that doesn't really change is, is relationships. So I was wondering if maybe you could share some comments on kind of what you're seeing in trends just in, just in relationships with your advisors and with your clients. Yeah, thank you both for, for having me here and, and, and asking some great questions. The, um, the interesting thing, you touched on it perfectly there, which is it doesn't ever change. It, it just looks different. Uh, and, and the fact that relationships now are actually, we think, accelerating in terms of their importance. It goes back to the information overload that we're putting on every person out in society today, and it filters down the advisory community as well, where everything is more accessible, everything is more frequent, everything is deeper. And what happens in that overload and complexity is that they narrow their relationships even further. And so having those personal relationships to be able to get your message heard matters even more, especially as advisors are looking to trim their number of partners. Mm -hmm. And and that puts two pressures on us as an asset manager. First and foremost is you have to be an elite steward of capital that can provide the investment needs for their clients. But advisors are also asking for uh, a practice management benefit from asset managers. And it's not quite table stakes yet, but we're almost there. Uh, And you have to be able to help them with their personal development, their professional development, their team development, in addition to having that credibility because of a personal relationship to have your message heard, mm. you have no shot of getting your investments on the platform with them. Let me switch a, a little bit um, to a different topic that has come up several times today in a couple of panels and the panel that you were on today as well. We talked a little bit about this topic, but um, certainly want to get your thoughts on, on model structures, uh, particularly package models versus customized models. So what, what's going on in this space here? What's, what's the impact? Yeah, it's, it's a, a really a long coming evolution. It, it looks like it's new and fresh to a lot of people. You know, I'll, I'll give you an example. At Invesco, we manage about 28 billion with our solutions team, which mm-hmm. builds and develops models that are 
asset class specific, for example, just international or also complete portfolios from A to Z. Uh, and they've been doing it uh, around the globe now with a large group of professionals. And the key is that um, the, the demand for models continues to grow as a response to what advisors are facing from their clients. Uh, they want simplicity in a complex world to that information overload we mentioned a minute ago. Mm -hmm. They're putting the burden of being able to communicate the complexity of the financial industry and the markets and the economy onto their advisors uh, and put that and deliver it in a way that they understand. And the models are enabling that in a lot of ways mm -hmm. because it helps the advisors have more time. It helps the clients understand because the statement looks cleaner and simpler. Uh, and it puts uh, a level of professional portfolio management at the fingertips of the advisor that they can now use as a partner in their business to communicate and deliver to the clients. Mm -hmm. So. It, the, the fact that it's able to be customized a little bit more is just a natural evolution and a maturity that as asset managers we're able to provide because now we have infrastructure, now we have mm -hmm. experience, we have uh, the opportunity to bring something that is easier to apply because we've just done it enough times now that we're getting much, much better at it. And we expect it to continue because the advisor community is just now catching a uh, demand as opposed to what I would call an interest and kind of an open ear before. Now they're flat out demanding the models and home offices are delivering them to advisors. So uh, as a firm, if you don't have that capability, you're gonna be behind. And, and that requires the broad investments to be able to build a high quality model. And of course, the expertise to structure that model. Mm -hmm. Okay, final question. Um, today we talked about the evolving FA practice. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Maybe maybe some summary of a little bit about what was discussed today, but also maybe a, an Invesco perspective as well on, on what uh, where the evolution of the advisor practice is going. Yeah, it kind of ties into the, the first point of relationship. Mm -hmm in that um, the mega team, the super team, you hear a lot of these you know, buzzwords, regardless, teaming continues to grow amongst advisors for all the reasons that you could think from a good sound business strategy yeah. to taking care of the client, of, of course, first and foremost, but home offices wanna see that because of the continuity, the breadth of resources that all make for a better client experience at the end of the day. And when you look at uh, the trend of, of what's really a demand from advisors as they make that transition is, they're all kind of new to it. You know, the advisor as CEO, uh, managing and leading a team of people, not just managing and leading a book of clients and a book of portfolios. So, you know, we see uh, personalities defining roles and responsibilities as major challenges within teams. How do they find new people? How do they write, find the right kind of diverse candidates to market to their clients and, and really bring diversity of thought along with it? Uh, so when you look at running a business, running, excuse me, a practice like a larger business, that's one of the biggest challenges that we see advisors face today. Uh, and it really comes down to uh, having training and, and offering insights. And we've been building for this for roughly 20 years at Invesco with our Invesco Global Consulting Group. Uh, this is a group of, of 20 plus people that have over 25 different coaching programs to help people evolve their skill sets from everything from communication, going back to the models, doesn't do any good if you can't service the models and communicate about the models and articulate what's going on with them, to those roles and responsibilities that we mentioned, to matching up personalities so that you're more than just a working group, mm. you're actually a team affiliated with each other, poised for growth rather than just covering each other while we're out on vacation. All right. Well, thank you very much. We really appreciate appreciate your participation and Invesco support in Nixa. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks, Justine. Thanks, Nate, for both of your time today. We really appreciate your timely insights that you're uh, able to provide to our Nixa Talk listeners. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Nixa Talk. 
NXIT is a trade association in support of professionals within the global financial community. Come back often and feel free to add our podcast to your favorite RSS feed or follow us on Twitter at Nixon News. For information on how your firm can become a Nixon member, please visit nixa.org and view our membership page. For over 50 years, Nixa has been connecting global asset management participants to discuss and develop industry best practices. Join the conversation today.